0: Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Do you want to have more of your untapped potential available to use in your life? Activating your genius nervous system to access your self-potential is my passion and privilege says my guest today on Wisdom Talk Radio. Listen in today to find out how. Welcome. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. Can't seem to get from vision to implementation. Without knowing your unique style, you could be doing the opposite of what you need to fast track your vision from idea to manifestation. Discover your creative advantage by taking the Creative Innovator Quiz over at the Baca Institute. My guest today is Judy Greenman. She is founder of the Body Brain Freedom Academy. She's an international embodiment and somatic re-education trainer and coach with over 20 years of experience. And I should just add in here that Judy's a a good friend of mine. She's a colleague, and I've had the mm, fortune, really, to experience her in 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 moments. Never for a full session. We've never been together where that could happen, but for moments where she has done her magic with me, and that I can just say it's it's so subtle and so remarkably. Mm, transformative in a moment. So I'm really excited that she's here because she helps people advance their spiritual path and embody more ease and choice by reawakening aspects of their body movement and nervous system that they used as a child and unconsciously shut down along the way. I'd say in short, Judy helps people embody their soul presence purpose and potential. So they know themselves, like themselves, and use themselves more deeply and optimally. Welcome, Judy Greenman. I am really excited you're with me today.
1: Hi, Lori. Thank you for having me.
0: So, Judy. You talk about embodiment and and you, I would say you live embodiment, but what is, what does that mean? What is embodiment?
1: Hmm. First of all, it's coming from our body, living through our body and not just having a body that we drag around. (laughs) And yeah, that's, that's what I'd say, first of all, but it's also this rich, beautiful vessel where we can um, access ease, where we can access um, all these connections you were talking about when you introduced me, right? Like our souls presence, what it's wanting from us in this lifetime. Um, But it's also on a practical level, it's accessing um, a quality of learning that we used as a baby to lift a head, to roll over, to learn to crawl and walk. And this type of organic learning we can use through our whole life to, um, you know, stay healthy, stay youthful, and stay aligned, and um, with what our soul wants, um, aligned with, you know, having that um, information from our body, right? Um, what it what is really a yes for us authentically and not what other people have told us we should be saying yes to. Um, And I would say embodiment is this also um, an opportunity for deep integration, um, you know, to really feel at choice and at ease in any moment. And I I think I'll leave it at that. And, you know, I know you, (laughs) you, Yeah, uh, I am already want we'll to ask take you questions. It. Yeah,
0: let's, let's <laughs> play. So, huh. So living like within the body and through the body and from the body, um, we're a culture, certainly in the West, where so many of us live from, we can say we live from our heads. In other words, we, we let our thinking self run the show. And it sounds like uh, you're talking more about tuning into the body, if I understand you correctly, uh, in order to see see this other other uh, wisdom, if we might say it that way. Mm-hmm. Is, that, well, is that what you're saying?
1: Well, that is one piece we have to include considering the title of this podcast, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, when if we find that we're being indecisive about something or um, we're running uh, anxiety, right, or maybe we're just feeling very judgmental or all the typical ways that um, people might not feel enough or they don't really feel like they trust themselves or they feel like they're walking on eggshells. Those tend to be words that my students use Mm -hmm. when they are really just disconnected from their gut, when they do not actually use their skeleton as a foundation and a source of support. And when we can't have a physical experience of support, like using gravity and the ground and our skeleton to support us we can't have a sense of trust or belonging emotionally right Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. have that sense of connection spiritually because we're like using all our life units to actually keep our muscles contracted and fighting gravity you know it's like one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake with every step we take
0: Mm, that's interesting that that's um, that's a metaphor that I often use for different things, uh, the one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas. And so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear you use that. How does that play out for how might that play out for someone?
1: Well, um, if it's OK with you, maybe this is the opportunity to just invite our guests to kind of do it. A check in uh, for themselves and sensorily. Yeah. um, What I'd invite our listeners to do is come to stand and take a sensory kind of um, picture, image, sensational map of how you are with your body. What relationship do you have? And if you close your eyes and come to stand, just notice what the weight feels like under your two feet. Does it feel like you have more weight under one foot or does one foot have more weight on the heel or the ball or the inside, outside rim? And if you bring your attention a little further up, and ideally, if you can close your eyes safely, um, then... It just kind of takes away some noise in the nervous system and lets your uh, system be more available for proprioception, sensing internally, sensations. So notice if um, it feels like you have more weight on one leg or maybe in standing you can even sense if, if you put your hands on your hips, does it feel like one hip is hiked a little higher? And then let your arms just rest and bring your attention to your shoulders and notice if one shoulder feels maybe more hiked up towards your ear on that side, or maybe both shoulders feel like, you know, they're pretty far up. Try to slide both arms, keep the elbows straight, but see if you can slide your shoulders up towards your ears anymore. Like, or were they already as far as I go? But I imagine you could take them up a little further and now exaggerate it, hold it up there. Both shoulders really as close to your ears as you can. See if you can soften your belly, soften your arms and then let them go. And just notice if, by any chance they're resting a little lower than where they were in your default. And then just take a few steps, and we'll talk about this in a moment. But take a, you know, just walk a little bit and just notice maybe you spend uh, just a little bit more time on one foot than the other, or one leg. Maybe it just feels like one leg's heavier, like you're dragging something, maybe a leg, or what is. What does your walk feel like? Does it feel like a collective whole body symphony, or does it feel like it's just feet moving, or are you leading with your knees? Are you having any sensation and awareness of your heart? What do you notice about your arms and your ribs? And let's come back and get comfortable. And we can talk a little bit about what the relevance was here.
0: Thank you, Judy. That's that's um, a lovely opportunity for people to experience something and to start to get a feeling for what we're talking about, because hearing just the words um, does, is not nearly as potent as having an actual experience, which is embodiment, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So one of the things I, you know, maybe you can um, share with the group, like when you um, exaggerated what you might have been doing but it, when you brought your shoulder blades up intentionally when you let go did they release a little bit more were they resting a little bit more on your bones when your ribs did they feel like they lowered a little bit for you,
0: oh, or Oh, for me. Um, well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that right now because I wasn't going to stand up and oh. lose my spot of focusing
1: here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, if, um, you know, if you notice that this happened for you, then it's an example of how basically we have kind of begun to use our muscles to support us. And, There are these habitual movement patterns that we actually, you know, mostly organized in childhood, just over time. Sometimes they're just injuries or repetitive movements. Maybe if we're doing things, you know, like hairdressing or using our arms or in front of the computer, right? Of course, at at this point, our shoulders Mm -hmm. are often up to our ears in front of the computer, but, the brain no longer has to pay attention to anything we do habitually but if we exaggerate and intentionally do um, a pattern that is out of the brain's awareness it will actually go it's like hitting a key on the computer Uh our nervous system will respond it's like oh you know we're doing when you Pulled up your shoulders to your ears, you were actually floating this question to your nervous system Did you know we were doing this? And then you let go, and the brain will probably, you know, keep it down for a while. And um, over time, you know, when you do this work, um, you know, more with more immersion, then these habits actually. Are unlearned they're disassembled and you have this new neutral um so yeah so that was uh just uh-huh. one example of how um one of the benefits and if you notice that there's different um weight on different sides of yourself um then you know one of the um I guess one of the costs of having this brilliant brain and nervous system that can do so much habitually on autopilot is that we begin to adopt movement habits, posture habits, breathing habits that actually uh, create an imbalanced um, workload totally out of our awareness until, you know, some kind of symptom becomes you know, to the breaking point and it shows up as an arthritis or a sciatica or a, you know, and request for a knee replacement or a hip replacement. So this is, you know, I did not come to this work from pain. I did um, get introduced to it when I was um, in my thirties, working out every day at the gym and running and, uh, you know, somebody 20 years older than me taught me how my ribs weren't moving, my shoulder blades weren't moving, and hmm. I was mortified. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you I thought, thought I was, you were fit.
1: I thought I was. Yeah, I was, well, my mother had died at 49, so I was doing everything I could to make sure I was going to stay fit getting older. Mm hmm. I think one of the things off the radar, um, I think most of the people I work with are extremely fit, active, eat well, meditate. But I think one of the things that is off the radar is that restoring mobility that we have, the nervous system has capacity for, Mm -hmm. but we lost um, out of habit. We don't, um most people don't know that that is such a um relevant, precious part of our self care as we age. Because personally, I mean, I'll pay somebody to carry my grocery bags, right? In fact, now at COVID, I have to, right? <laughs> with Instacart. <laughs> but I don't want somebody pushing me around in a wheelchair. You know, right. I want to be. However long I'm here, I want to be active and um, the brain can restore functional whole body pain free movement at any age. And, you know, that includes the what do you call it, the fibromyalgia and all these, you know, typical um, labels that were given that um, sometimes feel like no way out.
0: Definitely, definitely. And, and I, I love that sense of looking at this as, as self-care in a whole other dimension, because I, you know, I teach a lot about um, opening up to deeper levels of potential and your way of doing this and bringing the nervous system into um, perhaps its rightful place. We could say, you know, as as the keeper of of this dimension of of functionality Mm,
1: Boy, I'm looking forward to a recording of this so I can have all your beautiful (laughs) (laughs) frames. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Functional movement. You know, we tend to work on strength. We tend to um, do our mindfulness um, work. And I work with a lot of um, spiritual, you know, energetic healers. And the um, experience, let alone the idea of really being in our bones. Right. Our Mm -hmm. bones are the only thing that are always in present time. Bone is home. It's like the vibration of bone, the um, the weight of, um, you know, just the biomechanics bone is having the resetting, you know, that opportunity that we can yield to gravity and still be long and tall and stable if you know think about the difference between the 70 year old or 80 year old for that matter on a tennis court or in the walker at the grocery store right
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. It, you know why 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 does one why can one still be on the tennis court and one is walking like you know, their spine doesn't move. It's stuck in this round, you know, posture. Sure, sure. And patterns, you're
0: talking about patterns and dealing with with bodily patterns. I'm always looking at at what patterns are for myself for for others and not of needing to go into the depths of what all the different pieces of it are necessarily but that as we gain awareness of of what the patterns are we have the ability to to step outside them and you're coming at it from this physiological and and somatic kinesthetic experience really of what what a pattern is and there may or may not be some emotional um, component to that and you're allowing them to to free themselves really you're allowing us to free ourselves
1: Mm -hmm. well the nervous system is right yes you know i hold a container and guide people but this is this is just the brilliance of yeah the same um, nervous system that helped us as a three-year-old to, um, organize our breath, our posture, our behavior, to, um, get love, to feel safe, to, you know, to just feel valued, whatever we had to do, whether we, mm-hmm. you know, learn to be the big choker, or we learn to be invisible, all of those patterns are, um, running, the show as an adult. We say what helped the child survive often imprisons the adult until we do this kind of um resetting of our nervous system that is actually pretty rapid because the, you know, overall um command you know for the nervous system is don't fall and as be as efficient as possible right so if a lion approaches we can get out of the Mm -hmm. way efficiently Mm -hmm. right so um comfortable pain-free whole body movement whether it's bending or being able to stand without discomfort or Um, you know, sit in a way that we don't get up stiff or, you know, all of these things are um, just very natural. And when you do use um, kind of awaken the sensory ability of the um, nervous system to relearn efficient movement, then not only, you know, are we feeling just more flexible and stable and all of that. But like you were talking about the emotions. You know, I have to admit I have done a lot of therapy because I'm very interested in my um, you know, softening, being available to be more vulnerable. My father was this lovely Eastern European autocrat, right? So I got to be pretty stubborn Mm
0: -hmm. and,
1: you know, digging my heels in and, you know, no, it's not just your way. You know, there's my (laughs) way too. But, you know, that showed up in ways that weren't exactly how I wanted to show up in my marriage, right? Uh So, but my personality is, I'm stubborn. So this was a way of repatterning my um nervous system my movement just the recalibration i was using busy you know to mm-hmm. i had two businesses and you know i was just like using busy to numb out and um you know live right and the immigrant mentality my parents came from hungary you know with out of scent, and I grew up with that. So I, you know, the more I could work, the harder I could work.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know,
1: that was it. But what about all of that willpowering, muscling through, right? How we do one thing is how we do everything. Exactly. Right.
0: It, it, and that's the point yeah. that I keep hearing, uh, the, the point I keep getting in listening to you is how we do one thing is how we do everything.
1: Mm hmm. And our mind will probably not agree that less is more. Um, In some (laughs) cases, you know, it isn't. But if you um, get introduced, you know, to this type of uh, somatic re-education, you learn to trust the process, which does translate into trusting ourselves. Mm. um, It's... It does translate to not having to micromanage ourselves, our children, our business Like, you know, what's wanting to happen here Just like you and I Like, we came together knowing that You know, we want to be in service And we love each other Mm -hmm. And we didn't know what is going to be said We still don't, right? Right, right
0: And I'm thinking that Hmm. As we as we come to that place of trusting ourselves, that is so much um, so important in in the aspect of c- what I talk about as co-creation, because if trusting ourselves is also trusting the universe, trusting that we're okay, trusting that uh, there is an aspect of the energetic universe that is here for us. And that we can we can co-create with. And so it's and it comes up back to trust. But if you don't trust yourself physically, if you don't trust that your bones are going to help you hold you up and that gravity is something that you can come to work with, then you can't really do you know, you're kind of stuck there in, in the starting gate.
1: Well, it's certainly not gonna be as fully um potentialized Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. as if we are including the wisdom of our body the connections to our heart to our you know higher self and the when we release onto our skeleton and restore this whole body kind of coordination uh and fluid movement then You know, I know you work a lot with vibration, right? And, you know, our light and our uh, frequency Mm -hmm. can actually, like, move through us. Yes. Our source energy has, you know, has a place to, you know, travel.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So that level of attunement um, is absolutely um, exponentially, you know, enhanced when we can... um, be in our body yes let alone you know in our heart and as opposed to you know so many of us especially the strong women right the warrior women um and maybe you know maybe that's wrong to say because you know men have such responsibilities um that they carry and um but there is just this organic human organization that, you know, isn't, uh, isn't about, you know, 2021 COVID isn't mm-hmm. about 2000, you know, yes, w- it's even more important to do now because of 2000, uh, you know, 2021 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. most of us, I'm sure your listeners are, um, you know, empathic enough that, um, Whether or not they have the personal tools to not feel um, totally hijacked, whether it's by the news or by, um, you know, the hardships and challenges around us, that we have mirror neurons. There is no way that our tissues and our energy and um, our whole, you know, sensory motor system is not... Taking in and impacted by what's happening around us. Absolutely. So, mm. so, so when mm-hmm. go ahead. Okay. I was just saying, wanted to mention that you know when I get on the floor or anybody's getting on the floor, and I say the floor because. Um, I don't want to scare anybody away because people who might have, you know, curiosity about somatic re-education, you can always start in a chair or start on a bed. Um, this work is used a lot with, um, you know, paralyzed stroke victims. So, mm. um, but what I was going to say is that when we, everything is so interconnected that when we just start restoring mobility it starts boosting our immune system you know freeing up the circulation system right restoring the our breath um so you know it's definitely one of my investments for um vitality and longevity. <laughs> to, to whatever degree I can influence that. Absolutely. And, uh, I know that's a co-creation for sure, but <laughs> that's my.
0: So I want to ask you, how do we know if we're embodied? I mean, it's, well, it's such an important thing, but how do
1: we, how do we tell, how do we know? Well, I think um, just having, Come to stand if you notice that hmm, I don't know if I'm in my feet. Hmm, I didn't know my shoulders were, you know, uneven or this close to my ears. Uh, you know, that th- those are cues, right? Mm-hmm. Because we tend to um, kind of lose the need for proprioception. You know, we use our eyes and our ears, but we lose some of those internal things. But, um, so physically if there's you know some kind of chronic pain that's a good sign that there's some uh imbalanced workload that the nervous system can probably correct unless it's medical right like if, you know if you if they sawed off you know a oh, leg, like structural had, you know, when you
0: just, say medical you mean yeah. like structural okay yes.
1: well and, I, I want to say, yeah, medically structural, because most people think have been told like one leg is shorter than the other, oh, yes. and that is still functional. That is still the brain, you know, kind of sucking it up um, out of awareness, just keeping things contracted in the right. pelvic floor, or in the low back. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we want, um, you know, we can give people a little experience in sitting just how um, quickly the nervous system can actually restore some range of motion. And it does it, you know, really through the language of the brain, which is movement. And then it needs certain conditions like novelty and um, ease. It, it, it need, We need to reduce the noise, you know, so if we just do slow, gentle movements, And that's why if I didn't say it before, it's Uh a beautiful means of healing, self-healing, using our own, um, you know, wisdom of the body to self-organize at any, you know, with any condition. Because if you just move slowly and you stop before the pain, if you, if you meet your pain pattern, then you do it in your imagination and you're firing the same neural pathways as when you actually execute a movement because 90% of a movement is actually happening in the brain. Um, But I would say emotionally um, you might, if you have anxiety or if you notice that some of the things I mentioned, like you don't really feel like you're confident or you trust yourself or you feel anxious, Or physically, by the way, if your sleep pattern, right, isn't, if you're not sleeping well, typically your nervous system would have you using your sleep, you know, to rejuvenate. Mm -hmm. It knows on a survival level, right? So you're Mm -hmm. overriding, you are overriding the way we're designed with some kind of unconscious pattern you know it may be a thinking pattern it may be um you know a breath pattern um it may just be an emotional trauma that all of these things limiting belief they're trapped in our tissues and when we restore the movement we don't have to sit here and talk about our past. I think that's what you were getting at. Um, yes. You know, before it's like, we don't have to know the story and we don't have to talk about it. The stories change because we unglued, you know, the tissues, the energy, the um, posture and the breath pattern that was holding that in place. Um, so wow. There's wow.
0: more, but you know, Well, no, that's good. That's amazing. And, and I, and I think, I wanted to ask you about, and I think you're you're going into this is about um, what is somatic or body reeducation. You talked about that, or you touched on that a moment ago, and then what's possible? You really seem to be speaking to that right now. What's possible with somatic reeducation? Well, what's
1: possible? I'm sixty one. And I move better now than I did when I was introduced to this in my, you know, I was maybe like 32 or something when Mm -hmm. I started. So I have more parts of me moving. Um, Fortunately, I didn't have, yep, (laughs) let me go find that wood. I'm not, (laughs) no pain. Um, A lot of my colleagues are in their 70s and my main mentor who introduced me to this is 80, you know, and doesn't, uh, I mean, yes, she's the type that used to be a ski patrol in her younger days, but (laughs) she is on the floor every day and they don't have pain and we go for walks and I don't know the difference, that they're almost 20 years older than me, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, that is, uh, uh, some of the, you know, earmarks to using, um, our internal, um, leveraging our internal wisdom, um, to keep us you know optimized physically, emotionally, um, spiritually, right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it's one thing this is this is all such a complementary um, learning pathway to what we already do. You know, we don't not learn math when we play football in school, right? There's no reason. To not do our yoga or not do the gym, you know. I tend um, my passion is Pilates and the gym, you know, mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. However, when I go do those things, I am using my habitual movement patterns that I, I don't, I don't find the places that I can lengthen even more, not because I'm stretching it. But because the brain felt that, um, oh, I didn't know I was holding, you know, my gut. I didn't know that I was um, holding my breath. I didn't know that I had the shoulder hiked up here. So that's, um, you know, holding my opposite hip. Mm -hmm. So there's these nuances, the subtleties that um, through any kind of daily externally, um, externally, well, they imposed, you know, externally driven activity. Whether it's our exercise or a treatment, you know, um, those will, of course, be helpful. They often, if it's any kind of pain or something, will even give short-term um, relief. But if we want a sustainable, um, long-term solution to just operating in an integrated, upgraded way, our brain has the capacity to do that. And um, I don't know if we're going to get to it, but if not, then, you know, we have that little um, five minute um, audio that people can sit quietly in a chair and test for themselves. Like if I just move this slowly, Mm -hmm. my brain will actually help me turn more. Yes. And then magnify that, you know, by if you actually have some support to like do it in, um, you know, and learn how to learn. And it's basically um, one of the um, founders of um, the neuro movement that I use is, you know, Moshe Feldenkrais. And, you know, he would talk about wanting to be people's last teacher. I don't want to be your teacher. I want to teach you how to learn. Yes. yeah. And that's really what this is about, is leveraging, accessing, and integrating what our own um, nervous system and body intelligence intends for us if we're not overriding it constantly. <sighs>
0: that's beautiful judy i and i want to ask you um i could say this easily but i think i'd love to hear from you how you see people overriding it what are the things people do to override that natural intelligence that the nervous system brings
1: all our should should have could have you know, have to, can't, number one, honestly, like 80% of what gets disassembled are ways that um, we contract our body, our muscles off our bones, and uh, just muscle through life, literally and figuratively. Um, and ask that question again.
0: Well, you talked about the noise, you know, and and, um, earlier. And so that's another way of asking the question, like, how do we stop ourselves? How do we get in the way? How do we override?
1: Uh, What are the ways that we negatively override? Well, overriding to me is always
0: negative in the sense of we're not paying attention. We're not... um, we're not connecting with the most essential aspect of ourselves. that's alive and well, we're overriding that with something else. We're putting something on top of that that says we got, like you talked Mm -hmm. for yourself earlier. I have to push, I have to, you know, I come from this background. I was taught that we, you know, we got to do more. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. I, you know, it's, Basically, that I mean, the most simple way, I could refer to it is that we really have glorified living in our heads and um, really just feel most people are walking around with this brilliant intellectualized head. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of them also have a really big heart. They're mm-hmm. in service, mm-hmm. um, very heart driven. And that's what's so deceiving is that because we are so compassionate, we might feel, you know, really connected and really good about how much we're contributing. But we are just not attuned and aligned and present in our bones and in the flow of how easy Um, And I don't mean easy as in slacking off. I mean, just this quality of ease that we see in any baby, that healthy baby, you know, a baby with a healthy brain, Mm -hmm. just this spontaneity, creativity, um, learning, just constant, constant learning. And my question, you know, to myself and to anybody else is, you know, If you are convinced that you are available for what is wanting to happen for you in, you know, your full self, you know, from the soles of your feet to the crown of your head, you know, in between your ribs, um, in between your toes, like just try to move your toes. Can all five of them move, you know, and can they move together? Can your toes do what you want them to do? (laughs) You know, if you if you look up to the ceiling, how do you do that? Is it just your eyes? You know, is it just the top few cervicals of your neck? I can tell you when you were a kid, you did it with your pelvis, your whole spine, your weight would shift under your feet. You know, there is, we're such an integrated, um, interconnected being how we um, think, feel, act, believe, about ourselves how we respond to the world you know how we um vulnerable we feel um safe being how authentic we um are versus think we are Mm -hmm. right yeah um these are all the ways we drop in and be more fully um embodied and expressed
0: yeah that is so beautiful judy I want before we end today, you mentioned this um, something that we're going to put into the the show notes below the episode <clears throat> that is that is because we're not going to get to it to have it on the um, included in the episode, but where people can go to your website and um, and get this free gift really from you uh, of <clears throat> this way of sitting in the chair and paying and paying attention. Mm hmm. So would you yeah, give people the you know, website, your
1: website too? The website is bodybrainfreedom.com. And, um, you know, what I say to people, um, if you, you know, if you have any impulse that you are curious about this, do not hesitate. Just pick up the phone, text me or call me. I am old fashioned and very into um, really believing that the universe is going to, um, you know, lead people to this level of um, learning when they're ready. Mm So I'm going to, you know, you were, we put in here my phone number and please don't be shy about that. But this, what I'd like to say about this um, opportunity, this audio you have is how we, hold our neck is such a, um, example. Like you were saying, how do we end up overriding Mm -hmm. our neck is like the place where we can really cut ourselves off or open ourselves up our Avenue of expression. We can unlock so much personal permission to really say yes, or really say no, or really, um, stand in our power. And in this quality of presence, as opposed to, you know, just knowing, quote, what to say kind of thing. So please, um, of course, it's just a little taste and you're doing it alone, but just drop in and you, you just tune into your body. And if your body feels lighter or, you know, it expands a little bit when you do that, then follow your impulse and, um You know, just reach out and I'm happy to maybe it's even the resource in your area I can uh, direct you to.
0: And I know you're doing because I've done some with you, some wonderful things online, too. So people shouldn't be Mm -hmm. concerned that they're not right in your immediate space.
1: Yeah. In fact, we're just starting um, in the next weeks we're starting a, um, online opportunity. So it is, uh, it's not the same as being down the street from me in the Florida Keys, (laughs) but you will, uh, you'll be able to, you know, address something you want to change.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Judy Greenman, for being so generous with um with all that you've offered today. I mean I, I feel like it's taken people it, it can take people into understanding something brand new about themselves by having some of these direct experiences
1: well, i I would just say that if you have been in a place where either you're feeling like there's got to be more or you're in a place where you've been trying to, quote, fix something that has been holding, you know, holding you hostage, whether it's something physical or, um, you know, emotional or, um, yeah, please reach out because there's, you know, this is about, like, you know, did they have Whatever, 500 years ago, did they have, um, you know, all these resources? No, but our a body can, can self-organize and self-heal.
0: Yes. Uh, thank you so much again, Judy. And thanks for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. Remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to Podcasts. And please, if you've enjoyed listening today, leave us a review, because that allows more people to access the wisdom and illumination, and, of course, to transform the world. For more about fast-tracking your ideas to creation, your own ideas to creation and revenue, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at the BACA, that's B-A-C-A, institute.com. Take the quiz and find out your creative innovator style so that you can turn your ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.